0: This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.UBS.com for further information about UBS.
1: Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to UBS Global Research PodHub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. My name is Katie Lavin, and in this episode, we're going to be taking a look at fast fashion. I'm joined by Vicky Kalb, head of EMEA ESG Research. Vicky, perhaps you could start by explaining what the problem with fast fashion is.
2: Thanks, Katie.
1: The central problem that we looked at in this
2: report was the fact that you have a tremendous environmental footprint from an industry that is effectively disposable. And what I mean by that is you have well in excess of 100 billion garments being produced per year now, and within a year of production, over half of those garments are either incinerated or landfilled. So effectively, you've got a tremendous use of resource, whether that's water or plastic into certain synthetic fabrics or cotton or other issues, you've got this use of resource and also significant greenhouse gas emissions going to produce garments which a significant percentage of which are then wasted very quickly. So again, the key question we were trying to address with this report it to start with
1: was the significant environmental footprint of this industry. So if you care about climate change, then you should probably care about fast fashion.
2: Yes, and actually it's not just climate change. It's climate change, but also if you look into some of the major scientific papers around biodiversity and also incidences of pandemics, one of the aspects that they're highlighting very clearly is wasteful consumption. And that wasteful consumption can be a significant contributor to three things, climate change, which is then related to biodiversity loss, which is then related to pandemic incidences. So we like to, in our research, discuss how ESG factors are very complicated and quite
1: often connected quite tightly. And I think this is a really good example of that. And what's going to drive the change and prevent climate change and future pandemics?
2: The key thing that we were asking in this report, once we'd laid out the scope of the environmental issue, is whether consumers would, first of all, become aware of this environmental damage, because the industry is actually quite complicated and the companies themselves aren't always aware of the full length of their supply chain, which means that a lot of consumers wouldn't be either. So the first thing is, do people become more aware? And we think the answer is yes, because there's a lot of commentary in the press. There are a lot of campaign groups discussing this, et cetera, et cetera. The second thing we were then looking at was whether consumers, once they become aware, do they start to change their behavior by buying fewer clothes? And again, we were arguing that it's possible that this happens and that that could have a more significant impact than something like regulation. Because our our view on this is that, again, it's such a complicated industry that it's difficult to envisage a regulatory approach that would sufficiently impact the industry in totality. So for example, you'd need multinational regulation across a really, really wide range of sub-segments, everything from the supply chain right through to delivery, right through to purchasing. So again, with that complexity in mind, we think that it's probably more likely that the consumer changes have a greater impact. And in the report that we did, we discussed a lot of different examples of where consumers had changed behavior around ESG considerations. And our conclusion was that the behavior changes not only can be quite
1: quick, but they can also be quite significant in their impact. So as we emerge from this lockdown, and I'm going to guess that many consumers like me probably haven't bought a lot of clothes in the last year, there is a temptation to go out and purchase some new summer outfits. But what will happen if we as consumers stop buying disposable clothes? The question that we were asking to other analysts that were participating
2: in in this report with us was exactly that. What happens to your industry if consumers start buying fewer clothes? Now, in some cases, it was quite obvious. If you look at Retail and apparel retail, quite generally, particularly those exposed to the sort of shall we say sharper edge of the the fast fashion segment. In theory, that could be considered to be quite negative. Again, that would not be unexpected. But one of the considerations that the analysts were looking at in answering this question was things like how how quick would this be, how could companies pivot and react, and there are a lot of different ways that companies can react to situations like this and generally speaking the longer the time frame with which a company has to adjust the more able they are to deal with this the other thing that we were looking at as a possibility was where you might actually see substitution or where consumers would buy something that they consider to be more sustainable so they might shift their shopping patterns away from something that the consumer determines to be less environmentally um, less green shall we say and choosing to buy something that's tagged as sustainable so that could have a significant impact you could have market share gains in this type of product the issue from our perspective and we address this in the report is that the quantity overall is the problem So whether a garment is recycled polyester or it's organic cotton or something along those lines, you really have to start focusing on bringing the total quantity down in order to address the total environmental
1: impact. You mentioned recycled products there. Could that not be an alternative solution? Could we not just recycle more? The difficulty in recycling
2: in the apparel context, and this is actually very similar to to plastic recycling when you dig into the, the issue in more detail, is that it's not scalable. And we did a lot of work on trying to look at why that was. The short answer is that in order to have recycling be viable, You need a lot of the same type of material. Otherwise, you're working with something that doesn't make economic sense. And the other problem to bring into the mix here is that, again, you're talking about very low-value items. Recycling works when you have scalable quantity of something that gives the recycler a value at the end of the process. In apparel... If you think about it from a fashion perspective, sameness is not a virtue, but sameness is a virtue from a recycling perspective, and that's what you want and you don't get in this industry. And again, I'll go back to the fact that you end up with a really low-value item. So it can be very labor-intensive if someone's sitting there trying to pull apart a garment, take the buttons off, deconstruct it, and the more mixed the fabric is, the more complicated or, in fact, impossible it is to recycle. So that's a reason why you see so much apparel going into landfill or being incinerated, because it's just not economically viable to recycle it.
1: But nonetheless, addressing this problem could be another useful tool in solving the complex problem that is climate change.
2: Yes, if you, if you can get to a point where we reduce the quantity of apparel in totality and you end up with more of a circular economic model in other words where you use less resource in the first place and then you don't just immediately throw it into the bin at the end of its life then yes that would go a ways
1: towards addressing climate change thank you for visiting the UBS research Podhub. that was an introduction and overview of fast fashion with me Katie Lavin and Vicky Kalb, Head of EMEA ESG Research. Tune in again for more investment insights.
0: This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries, and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content. It has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regulatory, or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2021. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS. All rights reserved.